Drama City Productions presets. Immersion Rig now online. Welcome nerd. Now generating episode 81. Featuring horror, comics, movies, wrestling. Full immersion begins in 3, 2, 1. Hey, this is Christian. Hey, this is Damon. And this is the Amazing Nerd Show. Ding dong, the Wicked Witch is dead, Christian. Avengers Endgame is officially number one yes. of all time, surpassing <laughs> James fucking Cameron and his shitty ass movie Avatar. <laughs> Fuck those blue cats. Fire off the fireworks. <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so it is official. Over the weekend, Endgame is now tallying at $2.79 billion in, I believe, 80-some days. Hmm. So, um, yeah. Not bad, right? Not bad. <laughs> Not too shabby. <laughs> Pretty crazy. I wish I could make that much money in 80 days. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, because people are talking about, like, Avatar, like, well, inflation, everything like that. But it took Avatar, like, I think, like... Uh, 200 weeks or something like mm-hmm. that to hit that number. So, not too sure. It was a way too goddamn long. It, it was. It was. <laughs> no, it was a big event. So, but yeah, no. They they went ahead and they surpassed it finally. Uh, actually, it was announced during uh, Comic-Con this yes. year. So, um, which was just like absolute perfect timing. Uh, but then, uh, you know, Cameron came out and congratulated them. But, you know, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> He did the right thing. No, he did the right thing. Finally, he <laughs> acted classy. I'm still, I'm just bitter about all the Wonder Woman shit uh-huh. and all the, you know, superhero movie talk, all that. So I'm still bitter, you know. <laughs> I'm that kind of nerd. I don't forget. You gotta move on. I hold a grudge. <laughs> I love T2, though. <laughs> <laughs> Aliens, you know, but yeah, yeah, that's about it. So. All right. Well, fuck, fuck of- those cats, though. Fuck those cats. <laughs> Speaking of San Diego in general, we're going to be talking a shit ton of San Diego Comic-Con news. That's right. So if you like what you hear this episode, as always, remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Um, you know, we definitely live off those reviews. Tell a friend, even. You know, it definitely helps a small independent podcast like us, you know, go to keep yes. going. So, but yeah, um... Let's get right into it. So, actually, all the news that we have up front is going to be non-San Diego mm. Comic-Con news. Because there is a lot to get into, and we'll be breaking down everything this episode. So, it's going to be a little different format than we mm. usually do. Um, but, yeah, there's just that much shit going you, on. You know, everyone week. wants to get their stuff out while people are looking at news, you know? Yes, absolutely. Kind of, <laughs> it's the time. All right, so starting off, we've got some Halloween news. Michael Myers is back. Uh, Halloween Kills is going to be in theaters 10-16-2020, and Halloween Ends is going to be in theaters 10-15-2021. Thank God. So and it not feels like a month apart. <laughs> yes, that was the rumor that we had, what, last, yes. last week, mm-hmm. right? There was a strong rumor going around that we could possibly get two Halloween sequels in the same month, the same year, which was just insane. Um, but it looks like they are going to be separated by at least a year. 
um, which I'm fine with, mm-hmm. um, but they are going to be filming them back to back. So that's probably where people got their wires crossed with that story. I was like, it makes no sense. Why would you possibly do? You'd be competing <laughs> against yourself. So, and this is definitely going to be the end of the Laurie Strode saga. So, which I'm good with. Um, honestly, I was okay with it coming to an end last film. But, mm. <laughs> no, I think we've both been it's, saying that. So. As, long, as long as we get more Michael Myers, mm. I'm cool. So, um, you know, and everyone back, everyone's back on board and everything. And John Carpenter's going to be doing the score again. Actually, and he was the one who actually dropped the news first. They did a little, like, promo video and everything. So, um which I'm assuming he had his people upload because I can't imagine John Carpenter using Twitter at all. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a, like, you know, cranky old bastard at this mm. point. I love him to death, but... <laughs> or they all got their own people. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I want to see his live show. You know, he, like, tours. Like, he does, like, concerts huh. of all his scores. What, what you can YouTube it. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, I think it did this past year. Hmm. So, but he tours pretty regularly. So he does like, and he has like the the film playing in the background and shit like that. And he goes through the whole score and everything like that. Is I think it by himself or he's got an orchestra? Oh, he's got a whole like band with him and everything. It's not like an orchestra. It's like a band. Gotcha. So and he's like smack dab in the middle <laughs> on his fucking like Casio, you know, jamming. So I definitely want to check that out. <laughs> It's just the whole front row of fucking nerds with Halloween masks, like oh. Michael Myers masks on. <laughs> My kind of scene. So, but yes, so Michael Myers will be back shortly. Um, so, and this kind of actually goes, our next story goes right into, you know, October. Uh, it ties right into Michael Myers, in fact. Uh, the release date for a Chris Rock Saw has been moved up by five months. So, it, which... Is a good sign that they're willing to release it in May because it was originally going to be October, as most Saw movies are. Um, but people think that they're that confident, and they also think maybe since Halloween is going to be dropping the same month that the studio didn't want to fuck around with, you know, Michael Myers and yeah, which I think is just ass backwards thinking because once again I've said it before, like for some reason studios think that people will only go see one horror movie during October, which. Most horror movie fans will be in the theater every weekend if mm-hmm. you give them the opportunity. So, um, but for some reason, they just feel like maybe October's you know not big of enough month for them. So they're going to be opening up in May, and May is a huge month for movies. So they, they must have blockbuster season. Yes, so. exactly. They must have confidence in the movies. So, um, also we've got some sequel news. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road should be getting some sequels now. There is in some kind of legal battle back and forth. I hadn't I didn't even hear of the story. I, I mm-hmm. had no idea this was going on. But um I guess everything was tied up. Um it wasn't looking good for a while. Uh, which I, because yeah surprisingly you would think after the success of yes. Fury Road that you would hear Maybe an announcement more. like directly <laughs> you know uh-huh. even while the movie was having its first run in the theaters. Um but yeah no they they um they've been kind of hush, but now we are potentially going to get three sequels out of George Miller. I don't like it when directors say you know more than like one sequel, like our buddy James, yes. and like, hey, we're going to do six. <laughs> as much as I love George Miller and his vision and everything, I don't want him to like over like push it. You know, like I guess I don't know if he's. Has he always been like this though? Like, did he always like see the original Mad Max movies like as like a trilogy? That I'm not sure. 
Because, like, they're very different films. They are. <laughs> they feel like completely different mm-hmm. films by the time they hit fucking um, Thunderdome. You know, and you got Tina Turner singing in the middle of the day. It definitely seems like he has an idea of what he wants to do. I just, I want to make sure each film is as epic and awesome as Fury Road was. You know, I want each film to get that attention. I trust him as an artist, Mm -hmm. at least, like, to not give us anything lesser than. So I'm not not worried about that. I'm more worried about the studio having Mm -hmm. patience for it. So I'm, I'm wondering if... If he has something, you know, in mind, if they'll do something like, you know, Avengers Endgame and Infinity War where they film shit back to back. Um, because I, I also thought I heard that there was going to be a Furioso, like, uh, yes. like, like, like a solo spin-off yeah. movie or something. So, you know, and I, I'm wondering if it's going to be like just like a co headlined type mm-hmm. deal, you know, between her and Max um, for here on out, which I'm fine with. You know, that was an awesome character, and I want to know more. Um, I love the whole universe that he kind of set up. So, but yeah, no, I, I it's good news, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of, you know, how it's done. You know, like I said before, my whole concern is just the studio, like, dropping the ball, you know, and not giving him the money he needs. Like, if one movie doesn't do as well as, like, the next, like, you know, maybe he gets two movies into it, and mm-hmm. like, no, we're not going to do the third one. Well, I hear he's not the easiest guy to work with, either. No, he's supposed to be an asshole. So... <laughs> Which is scary to think, like, him coordinating mm. that last movie. Like, just, it's basically just an entire fucking road movie. Like, they're on the road the entire time. You know, just a giant action piece. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine what he was like during the movie. Because, yeah, I've heard that he's pretty fucking cranky. <laughs> so, but, I mean, he's a hell of an artist. Um, but, yeah, so good news for all those Mad Max fans out there. And the movie was actually nominated for a fucking Oscar. Yes. I mean, how badass is that? So, um, but speaking of sequels, we got a trailer today yes. as we record um, <laughs> for Zombieland Double Tap, um, our first look at the film. Welcome to Zombieland. Life is about more than just survival. We were a family. Dysfunctional, sure, but what family isn't? Merry Christmas! What would you like, little girl? I'd really like for you to stop calling me little girl. Do you know what I would like? I don't give a shit what you It felt so good to be on the move again. Whoa! Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Hi, I'm Columbus. Madison. This is Tallahassee. Hey, Paul Blart. Is this your dad? Oh, whoopsie. I forgot the seatbelt rule. Oh, so she knows the rules? I told her just a few of them. 73, and are there more? You're cute. I like it. My sister is gone. She picked up a boy. He's from Berkeley. Berkeley! You don't have weed, do you? <laughs> do I look like the type of person that would have weed? I'm sorry. Boom! Yeah! I have nothing against hippies. I just want to beat the shit out of them. We're gonna go get her. We ride it, Dawn. So, Columbus, Tallahassee, Wichita, and Little Rock move to the American heartland as they face off against evolved zombies, fellow survivors, and a and growing pains of a snarky makeshift family. Um, and this brings back the original cast mm-hmm. and then some. It's a, I guess Dan Aykroyd's supposed to be making a cameo in this film. Um, who else do they have? Zoe. You think it'll be like a Bill Murray type situation? I'm guessing, but Bill Murray supposedly is supposed to be in the film. Oh. Which doesn't make any yeah. sense. <laughs> but he's listed. I've heard the rumor too, like before Goodell. 
the, I think filming even started, there was that rumor. I was like, well, how are they going to do that? And how does he travel? <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. So, but I mean, maybe that's just hearsay. He's still listed in IMDb for mm-hmm. some reason. Um, I thought the trailer looked good. You know, it yeah. was it was it was cool to see everyone back. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, it seems like we're going to be you know sticking to the same themes of family and everything that we got in the first one. Um, you know, it feels like Woody Harrelson's kind of like that overprotective father figure mm-hmm. now at this point. Um, we, I think we got what, uh, we got one of the Wilson brothers. I can never keep him straight. Um, not Owen, but... Is it Luke? Yes. Okay, it was Luke. Um, <laughs> Luke showed up mm-hmm. and he's kind of like a carbon copy. Yes. And, you know. It seems like they're going to be dealing with a mirror family at some point. Yeah, yeah. Trying to draw parallels, uh-huh. I'm sure, and everything. Um, a Zombie Land's a weird movie for me because I always kind of forget about it, even though I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a movie I rewatch a lot, but I loved it at the time when it came out. It was something that came like out of the blue for me because I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I did when it yes, first hit the theater. I agree. Like mm-hmm. I, I, my one of my friends like dragged me to the theater. I think like the second weekend or something like that because I thought it looked kind of like corny. Yeah, but I loved it. I I really liked it. You know, and I. I own the damn thing, and I never watch it. I just <laughs> <laughs> it's on TV, everywhere. But it was it was so. a big part of that like mm-hmm. zombie boom that we got, you know, a, a year, a few years back. But yeah, no, um, I I need to sit down and rewatch it again though because it was really like Emma Stone before she was huge, mm-hmm. you know. Um, even uh, what, what's the kid's name? Uh, Abigail Presley. Yeah, I mean, was it? Be- it was right after, right? Little Miss Sunshine or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was after. Was it after? It was, it was clearly after. It was after, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so but, she was older. She was older. <laughs> so, but yeah, no. So I mean, because they were going in the trailer, right? They go through the list of Oscar nominations mm-hmm. and everything. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I'm excited for it. You know, it's this October, which is crazy. It's a it's a full slate. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I don't know. What did you think? No. Um, I really like it. At the same time, I don't. I'm not like I wasn't sold on any of the jokes we were they were throwing at us. You know, I just hope they don't rehash the same mm-hmm. shit over and over again. A lot of sequels fall into that trap where they're just kind of retelling the same jokes. Exactly. You know, um, you know, especially when a sequel's that far apart from the original film, it kind of goes into that trope. So I hope that we're not getting that. Like you don't need to remind the fans why they liked the original. Mm. You know, show us something different. It seems like it's gonna be bigger scope wise. Yes. You know, especially with uh, Abigail Presley's character, you know, running off on her own and mm-hmm. um, them dealing with. Uh, there looked like there was like a monster truck rally going yes. on or something. But <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? There seems to, they're gonna be dealing with a lot more like mm. survivors, if you will. So. I'm excited to see what this world looks yes. like now. Curious what the evolved zombies are really going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's something Romero always played with, mm. but we'll see how far they go with it. Hopefully not too far. You know, I don't want to see anything like completely ridiculous. I hope Murray's not an evolved zombie where he's like followed them or something. Well, you don't insane. want any like, left for dead creatures <laughs> where it's like a boomer that spits vomit on you. No. And... Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> So, but yeah, that's this October. So, yes. man, so many movies, so little time. Uh, what else did we get? Uh, well, on the smaller screen side, we had a Picard trailer. That's right. And this actually goes into our San Diego Comic-Con coverage. Yes. So this is one of the first big things that I saw. Uh, 
basically we got old man Picard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this feels like old man Logan mixed with Serenity. Like, <laughs> yeah, I dug it though. You know, it seems well made, mm. you know, uh, it struck all the right chords with me. Uh, we got to see Data. You know, it's taking. It seems like it's dealing with everything that happened with the, you know, the last Next Generation movie. Um, you know, I, you pointed out that they just have them in a box. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't bother like, you know, but, but like burying them or giving uh -huh. a memorial or something like that. But my whole thing is like maybe they're just you know hoping to get him reactivated. But after a, a while, he's just in a shelf. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. He's a machine. Whatever. Imagine someone coming <laughs> over to your house and they just pull out this broken data. Uh -huh. Yeah, right. Uh, but so, I don't know, man. Jean-Luc, he's the man. I mm. love me some Jean-Luc, so I'm excited for this. I don't know if I'll be getting CBS, um, but this is getting me a little closer every day. <laughs> <laughs> Between this and Twilight they, Zone. I know. They've got some interesting programming. But this you know? seems extremely well made. Mm-hmm. So I know we're supposed to be getting a lot more, like, guest appearances, you know, in the show, like, surprise cameos. Mm. And then at the end of the whole trailer, we're seeing uh, Seven of Nine show up. It definitely is going to be all about the Borg. Mm. What I'm getting, they show, like, a flash of whatever the hell the, the cube is called. The little Borg cube that, you know. You watched more of really? Next Generation than I did. <laughs> I can tell you that. Oh, that was the shit, man. Was it a Borg <laughs> episode? Super excited. I'm not a hardcore fan at all, but I always sure. loved the Borg <laughs> episodes. So, uh, but yeah, no. It, it And they're trying to keep some girls safe. It's, it feels very much mm. like old man Picard. Like, it, it's, it's definitely going along. No, even things. the lines he was pitching were like, this sounds exactly what you just said. It's like someone watched Old Man Logan <laughs> uh -huh. and was like, okay, <laughs> we could do this, but in space. Mm. Um, but, hey, man, I'm on board. I'm on board. <laughs> Engage, my friend. So, but, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's it, it it's going to be an event, though. It It's it's supposed to be a full series. It's not like a mini series or anything like that mm. or what the MCU is doing with their shows, which I'm fine with, where they're doing like six episode, you know, series. Um, this is supposed to be a full on series. So And I mean, are they slated for just one season or do you think they're gonna be continuing? Right now I don't think they okay. announced anything else, but it seems like it's supposed to be a continuing story. Um, but I don't know. Hmm. I mean, John looks pretty old. He looks pretty True. beat down. Uh, but it seems like it's basically him getting back in the saddle. So, I don't know. I, I'd like to see that story. I want to see not what happens. I anytime soon because I, I love him on um, American Dad. Who, Patrick Stewart? Yes. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> He's fantastic in everything. Yes. Uh, what was the movie that came out a couple years back? Green Room. Mm. Did you see Green Room? I did not. Fucking like punk rock Nazis. It's an insane movie, but he plays the main villain in it. Fantastic. Like one of the best things I've ever seen him in it. So definitely check out Green Room. All right, I'll have to pick it up. Yeah. All right, so let's move on. Uh, next, we have the Watchmen series. There are people who believe that this world is fair and good. It's all lollipops and rainbows. We don't do lollipops and rainbows. We know those are pretty colors that just hide what the world really is. Black and white. Soon thou shalt save us. And we will whisper. 
So, this is our first, like, big look mm-hmm. of the series. Still have no idea what the fuck's going on. <laughs> I'm oh. glad, because I was like, this is cool, but I still know what the fuck is happening. Once again, <laughs> like, you know, the Picard show, it looks like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think overall, though? Um, overall, I'm interested to see what the universe is in this world at this mm-hmm. point, especially after everything that's happened. Yes, and this is supposed to be a direct sequel after mm-hmm. the events that take place in Watchmen. Um, but I'm just, I'm a little confused just by, like, why they're in this direction, why there's a whole cult for Rorschach. And, and it seems like they went, like, rogue yes. or, like, vig- like, straight vigilante and t- attacked the police that's what i'm gathering so now some of the police officers are wearing masks you know so i'm not sure if there's a very to... extreme like method of changing it yes and then the main character who's played by regina king seems to be like a detective or something mm-hmm. like that but who's also taking up a mask um you know so i'm guessing they're like drawing like the parallels between you know vigilantes and you know the law Mm -hmm. you know what's the difference between the two you know can they tell the line um but yeah i well especially in a world that was very much against vigilantes the cops masking up just seems so yes (laughs) yeah opposite of what would actually happen and maybe that's the thing maybe there's like turmoil like between the police Mm -hmm. Too, um, or maybe they saw like after they were attacked, and you know, so many of them were taken out because it does seem like you know it's quite the event that occurs. Um, you know, because we do see the one like the funeral scene where they're all like masked with the yellow. You mm-hmm. know, um, I don't, man, I don't know. It, it looks like I said, it looks beautiful. It looks like a really well shot, really well produced um, series. It's by Damon Leadoff. 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 I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. He did the leftovers. Which was a really good series, even though I didn't finish it. <laughs> I really dug the leftovers, uh, but uh, and I get Alan Moore, of course, have co- has come out and like you know bashed the show already, but he seems to bash everything that's like based off his work. Oh, okay. And I guess uh, Damon Damon, Damon already basically told him to go fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was great, you know, because a lot of people do like the PC. Well, you know, I respect his opinion as, you know, the original creator. But no, he was like, no, fuck you. (laughs) Well, he's already written multiple times how he loves the original works and how much he cares for it. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, he's creating a fucking series based off of it. But I mean, more just seems like once again, like such such a cranky old man Mm. where he's almost I feel like he's playing a character of himself at this point. He just hates things to hate things. He did an interview talking about how much he was like displeased with Killing Joke. I was like, all right, dude, come on, man. <laughs> well, we all were. He's, he has the no, no, no. Oh, no, not, not the, the animated, not the animated the... series, the actual comic book. Okay. <laughs> so it just feels like he hates everything that the fans love, of, you know, about him. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, you're just being, you're acting like a thirteen year old, you know, rebel at this point. So. I get it, you know. I mean, the man's brilliant, but I've had enough. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm gonna give it a shot. Don't no, definitely so check it out. I'm gonna check it out. It's on HBO, so I feel like they don't put much shit on their, mm-hmm. you know, on their screens at this point. So why not? Makes for an interesting fall show. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's something at least, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, with the void that like Game of Thrones has left and everything, even though there's going to be like six spin-off episodes <laughs> or a series, you know, based on that. Um, something in between. So, and hopefully it does well and it keeps our interest. So it, it was interesting because you did see some of the, you know, characters from the original series yes. though. Oh, well, and Dr. Manhattan showing up at the end of the mm-hmm. trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly so, wearing a suit. I want to see how far they go. Like how like closely they tied into the original mm-hmm. events. And we're seeing scenes straight out of the comic. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. You got Don Johnson like riding around in uh, Owlman's fucking like uh, little uh, plane or whatever they mm. call it. You know, shooting fucking planes down. So, I don't know. We'll I don't see. know what they're going to do. <laughs> I have no fucking clue. So, uh, but yeah, it, it looks promising, right? <laughs> yes. I, I mean, I'm definitely... I have a little bit more faith in it, you know, mm-hmm. than like, because when I went into even like um, what's the comic right now? Doomsday Clock. I was like, why would they touch this? Why mm-hmm. would they ever? But I'm I'm curious now. You know, I... and that's been enjoyable. Mm. That's definitely been enjoyable. Um, even though it's still not over, yeah, <laughs> three years later. Uh, but yeah, that's definitely been enjoyable. So I'm a little more open. You know, and like I said, I love what uh leadoff has done with you know shows like The Leftovers and everything like that. So. We'll see. We'll, well see. DC on the animated side showed off Harley Quinn's series. What were your thoughts here? It was like a minute and a half trailer. You know, DC for, was really quiet. So quiet this year. Which just didn't make any sense because they have so many projects coming out right now. Yeah, you think you, they would tease something, like, mm-hmm. especially with the Joker coming out in October. And then you've got, um, what the hell is it called? Birds, um, of, Prey Birds of Prey next year. Yeah. So... I'm surprised that they didn't have more there. I mean, it seemed like it was mostly like TV stuff, like mm. CW shows. Shit. I mean, even if they don't want to do a stage presence, I understand like just throwing out things online. And maybe they just feel like the Joker's going to do fine on its own, that they I don't guess. need to hype it at all. But at the same time, I, I feel like, have they worried people at all with the way the director has been like talking online and everything like yeah i don't this this has nothing to do with anything that you guys have read or anything and we're probably going to piss you guys off at some point but yeah that's that's always fine with that i didn't expect that they would go like i mean i i felt like well maybe they're trying to do like something along the theme of like the killing joke Mm -hmm. or something like that but i didn't expect them to go like panel for panel um but I don't, I don't know. know. Mind an original story. It looks fucking amazing. Yeah, so it does. Not... It looks great. So I'm not worried about the movie at all. Mm. But yeah, maybe. Maybe and, they and didn't the... want to like, you know, get any negative pub, mm. you know, before the film. I would have at least had something come out for like uh, Suicide Squad because everyone still has a bad taste in their mouth from the first film. I would mm. just like, you know, give them like, I don't even just a teaser or a... Because that like, James Gunn fight. should definitely be in pre-production at this yes. point. Yeah, and the whole reason why he didn't have a presence at the Marvel panel mm-hmm. was because, you know, he's working on Suicide Squad right now. So, yeah, I'm surprised by that. I agree. Especially Birds of Prey, because that's, mm-hmm. that's coming out in less than a year, I believe, at this point. So Well, I was expecting something like the way that they did with Birds of Prey, when they just showed the characters in their costumes. Yeah, yeah. Know? Give just us that, simple. at least, or like a scene or something. But maybe we're too greedy, you know? We are. <laughs> we absolutely are. Anyway, back to the actual animated series. For something that's supposed to be like a comedic series featuring Harley Quinn, I, they didn't really throw any jokes at us. And they didn't really have much talking going Just on. Just them kind of cursing. Right? Yeah. 
It was more of a teaser than an actual I guess, trailer. I thought they would drop at least like a one-liner or something. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was okay with the art. Mm. You know, the animation seemed to be solid. I'm still not over the uh, Kelly Coco's voice. Yeah, yeah, that kind of threw me. Yeah, I wasn't huge on that. Um, Her not doing a single accent or anything. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm too loyal. But <laughs> yeah. Would you want to get the, like, the original voice from yeah, the Batman animated? I'm trying to remember animated? her name. I can't think of it right now either. From the Batman animated mm. series, though. She could still do it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why they do that. They got the bat the voice for uh, Batman from Brave and the Bold, that mm. cartoon series, um, which is definitely a little more campy and everything. Um, and this is supposed to take place right after um, Harley and Joker break up. So, and it's supposed to definitely, like, they're diving into the relationship, supposedly in the series, where it's definitely going to talk about, like, how abusive the relationship mm -hmm. was. Which I, you know, after the original Suicide Squad movie, I'm glad they're they're doing that. You know, it's not Romeo and Juliet, people. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> this is a horrible relationship. So, I'm glad that they're going down that route. Um, but, I don't know, I was surprised with the amount of different characters we saw right off the bat. True. So, but yeah, it, it's not really much of a trailer at all. So, and I believe, what, do I have a date on there? When is it supposed to be? Uh, um, Mid-October. So it's soon. So it's been coming out soon. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm suspecting you're going to get a, a full trailer yes. shortly. So, um, another story we got uh, was on the Star Wars side of things. Um, Marvel is going to be doing a miniseries called The Rise of Kylo Ren. Um, and it's going to be by uh, Charles Soule. And it's going to be giving us the backstory of the Knights of Ren. Hell yeah. <laughs> I agree. Uh, the cover looks amazing. Uh -huh. You know, it's, it's one of the more detailed looks that we've gotten of the Knights of Ren. My only concern is that this means that the Knights of Ren are not going to be very much like featured in Rise of Skywalker. Mm. Yeah, that they're really just more like background characters. And this is kind of their way of like appeasing the fans. Because <laughs> people have been really like clamoring since yes. like Force Awakens to like, you know, like find out them, who these people are. And then are. we don't see them at all. Yes. Yes. So Not even like a book presence, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the, oh God, what are they called? Those books, those encyclopedia books, the uh, Diamond. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know what about, I'm talking though. about? Mm -hmm. Okay. Anyway, hopefully the <laughs> listeners know what we're talking about. One of the uh, Knights of Ren is on the cover. Yes. Yes. And it's like a full shot, like, you know, movie, you know, ready mm. version of one of the knights. It looks pretty fucking badass. He's got like a sickle and everything like that. I was so. more trying to look at Ray's lightsabers. <laughs> oh, really? I was like, are they blocking anything? You and that fucking lightsaber, <laughs> man. Because you want it to be the fucking staff. Well, right? I do. You want I, the dual sided? To... It's going to be the dual sided. They have to do that. They have to. Do. I feel like they've been teasing that since Force Awakens. <sighs> She fights with that staff for most of that movie. True. You know, I would be such a miss opportunity, you know. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> Are there any any elements about the Knights of Ren that you want Charles Scholl to explore? I just want to know, like, why are they... What makes them follow Kylo? Mm -hmm. You know, why are they so loyal to him? Because I haven't seen him in much of a real leadership role other than when he was yelling at Hux. Exactly. You know? what, what does that relationship look like? You know, um, how powerful are they 
you know, are they like force users? I'm assuming because they're uh, they're training. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that they have, you know, you know, some, you know, powers, you know, when it comes to the force and everything like that. But like how far along are they in their training? Because they're not rocking, you know, sabers themselves yeah. or anything like that. So um, I don't know. I don't know. Though it would be a cool shot if just like they chose to use other weapons, but once they're done using them, they all pull out a cross guard saber uh, to fight. Or if their <laughs> their weapons are actually saber ready or something happens, you know. Yeah, that's true. We have seen that technology throughout Star Wars, mm-hmm. and, like just little pieces of um, sabers. In yeah, the they could they could do that. So was that in Solo? Was that uh, what's his yes. name? Yeah, something mm-hmm. like that, right? Yeah, a knife. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that'd be cool. I could, I could definitely see something like that. But I feel like we're not going to get that, you know, for the first couple. Because it's a four-issue mini, mm-hmm. right? So they're not going to spoil anything before the movie is actually like, no. out. out. Um, but, yeah. No, I'm glad Charles Soule killed it with the Vader, yes. you know, s- series. Even so. with the weird ending about Anakin. <laughs> but the it fact that they enjoyable. trusted him with this, mm-hmm. you know, obviously they feel like he's got a good hand on the story, you know. So, and, you know, obviously they've got his ear where, you know, he's probably putting down, you know, plot points that they mm-hmm. want. So, which makes me feel like that Anakin shit is going to come and play and rise a Skywalker. So, we shall see. <sighs> That's going to be hard one. All right, well, let's get on to the news that everyone's been waiting for. If they've been following us on Facebook or Instagram, they've seen nothing but MCU news <laughs> for the last fucking five days. Yeah, they really <laughs> stole the show. Yes. I mean, and I think everyone kind of expected it, but I didn't think they were going to go, like, this mm. full-on, you know, crazy I thought we'd get, like, one thing announced or something. But... I thought we might see, like, par- like partial slate of Phase 4, and, and then we could have, actually. But then, like, maybe, like, a scene of Black Widow or something like that, and, you know, tease more of, like, the shows, mm. you know, on Disney+. Plus. But no, they like gave us full like plots and shit. Like they went all out, um, you know, which was great. So, I mean, it's capitalizing on you know this huge year that they have. So it makes sense. You know, leave them wanting more. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll go ahead and we'll go through basically what we know what Phase Four is going to look like. You know, and we'll go through it in order. So, uh, May 1st, 2020, we are getting Black Widow. So we kind of knew that was going to be the first movie out. Um, But what we didn't know was uh, the characters that we're going to be getting in this movie. Uh, We are going to be getting David Harbour as the Red Guardian. Uh, We knew that Florence Pugh was going to be the other Black Widow. Uh, Yelena. Yelana? Yelana, I believe. Um, but we are also going to be getting, and this was kind of teased before, we are going to be in a Taskmaster. And we actually got a, um, arter, an artist-like mock-up of what, you mm-hmm. know, he looks like as a character. Um, very armory, if you will. Kind of like the, uh, I want to say it was like early 2000s version of the character, um, where he was kind of wearing a helmet and shit. Um, not bad. It's not a bad look, uh, but it's definitely not the traditional like pirate booted, you yes. know, Taskmaster <laughs> that I love from my childhood. Even though it'd be completely ridiculous in probably this film, I think it would look awesome. I don't know, man. They're Mysterio. Pretty... I I want it all. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. Like they pull off Mysterio, so I feel like they could go that you know that route if they wanted to. 
Um, and I feel like they have the balls to go that route. But this is more along the lines of what they did with like Crossbones. Mm-hmm. You know, um, which I wasn't a huge fan of, but I haven't seen it, you know, like, you know, the actual Leo you know, character like live on set yet. So and I'm sure we're going to be getting like shots soon. Um, but this was just like, you know, uh, just like an artist's like, you know, mock-up of everything. It's actually like a fight scene. If you, if you follow us on Facebook or Instagram, you can see it right now if you check out the page. So, um, but yeah, no, it, it looked good. Um, so I, it feels like it's going to be diving. It's going to be taking place right after Civil War. Um, so that's interesting because I was kind of thinking it was going to be more in her past. Mm Um, I'm... I'm just curious to see what story they tell, you know, where they're going with this. It's really going to be like, you know, it takes place right then, but they're going to be dealing with more of her past. Um, some people were saying that it has like a born identity type feel. Mm. Um, I can picture that. I'm wondering if Hawkeye's in this. Mm-hmm. I feel like he should be. It would only make sense um, for him to be part of the story, especially if they're doing like flashbacks at all. So um, I'm I'm guessing that maybe Taskmaster might be like a trainer or something of some sort. Um, I hope that he's not attached to the Red Room though. Really? I don't I don't need him to be. I could see him being like part of that. Hmm. I could definitely see him being like it would make sense. You know I'm wondering if they'll fully explain his power set because he's got such a fucking badass mm-hmm. power set. Like he basically. Well, I hope they give it to him. It's not just like oh I'm good at studying people's like actions you know? yeah where he's got this like kind of like photogenic like mm. i forget the way they phrase it where he can basically copy anyone's fighting style in a matter of minutes um so i i, I don't know man that's such a great character and everything like that and i love that they're actually using him um and then red guardian's a cool character mm. too so he's basically the russian's version of captain america and I love David Harbour, other than, you know, Hellboy, but... <laughs> <laughs> I thought he did well as the he character. Did. Did. It's just more the script mm. that screwed I think it's Hellboy. funny that he's playing a character named Alexi. Yes. Because, <laughs> right, the kid, the guy that he's with, and yes. his, his name is Alexi, right, in uh-huh. Stranger Things, uh, which we'll be talking about in a little bit. Uh, yeah, no, but I don't know. Everything. I'm, I'm excited about this movie. I'm happy that this movie's even mm. happening. So and people have been clamoring for this for years and now we're finally getting oh, it it's good so. to get like actual news for it <laughs> i st- i feel like we're gonna have a little stinger at the end of this though where they're gonna leave the seeds for her possibly being still alive oh yeah right like, i mean that's like a, sh- <laughs> a shoe in at this point right do you think audiences will be confused with the timeline with them inserting it at that point i don't i feel like if they're just they just establish it like mm. all you have to I don't think people are that stupid where they can't figure it out. I mean, I've you know? walked out of plenty of these Marvel movies. Really? Plenty of, like, X-Men and things that aren't attached to the actual episode. No, the X-Men timeline is fucking confusing, though. <laughs> so I'll give people that. But as long as you say takes place, you know, right after the events of Civil mm. War, I feel like that's enough. You know, you know, before Endgame, dumbasses. <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, no, I don't feel like it'll be too confusing. People are going to show up regardless. Mm. So, um, but all right. So, what do we have next, Christian? Well, f- also in fall of twenty twenty, we're going to get the Falcon and Winter Soldier series. Yes, yes, we are, and we are going to go full Zemo in this. Yes. So we got, <laughs> I, I don't know if they debuted the clip on the panel because they would cut. Did you watch the full panel? No. So we posted the full panel mm. on our Facebook and Instagram. 
Um, it's really shitty. Like it's some fans recording or everything like that. But then eventually, I think the last, I think the last couple of days, they, they posted, posted it themselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. But they would cut out, like um, at some point, and each panel. I think it was to show either like film yeah. or you know they do it every year. A couple. So I, I'm guessing that what we got later on, um, which was like a photo of uh, what's the actor's name, Daniel Burl. Burl. Mm-hmm. Um, in his Zemo getup. So he's wearing the Zemo coat with the fucking fur collar and everything without the mask on. And then we get this like blurry photo of him masked up. I love it. I love yes. the fact that they're going full Zemo. Because it is... He looks fantastic like on the page, you know, in the mm. comics. But I, I always was like, I don't know if they could do that on the screen. <laughs> like the guy's wearing like a fucking sock on his head. Uh. The original Zemo... Somehow gets the mask attached to his face where he can't get it off. So, and now, like, this is the Zemo that we have in the current 616 is like a descendant of the original Zemo from like World War II. So, but I don't think he has the same problem where it's like literally no. glued to his face. <laughs> um, you know, so they're definitely not going this route with this character, but I don't know. It, they're taking a very much grounded character from like uh, Civil War. Which I thought he was fantastic, mm. you know, and it was a. I, I love the motives that he had in that movie and everything. It made for such a more interesting villain compared to like what we were getting beforehand. So yes, I hope that they don't turn him into like this cackling psycho. No, you know that's my one big fear. I would like if he was a little bit more sarcastic, like the one we get in the current Punisher. Oh movie. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Um. But we'll, we shall see. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know where we're going with this. Um, also, uh, Anthony Mackie has confirmed that he will be suiting up for this as Captain America. So I'm guessing it's probably towards the end of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, I because it's called the Falcon and Winter Soldier, so I don't think it's going to be like the whole thing. Because obviously, why wouldn't you call it Captain America and the Winter Winter Soldier? Well, um, I think we've we've speculated about this before, where it might be an issue where they're both vying for the um, shield I don't think or... they'll be fine I think it'll be him struggling with the decision mm. to like actually pick up the mantle like am I worthy and then maybe at the end you know he proves himself you know to himself um, that he's you well know... do you think there was any meaning to them passing the shield back and forth on stage I don't think so I think <laughs> that was just people being people right. I don't I mean it's the rendition of the Winter Soldier in the MCU definitely does not deserve to hold mm. that shield at this point. Because if you think about it, he's only been like deprogrammed, yes. you know, for you know a year or so. So why would you trust him with the mantle of you know Captain America? So, but even even the one from the six one six, I was like, really, you're gonna give it to fucking Bucky, <laughs> <laughs> who's been out there killing people, you know, for the Russians for the last you know fifty years. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm really, really intrigued to see what they go with for Sam's costume, for his Captain America costume. Mm. You know, if they're going to do the comic book version, which is basically just a color scheme change, you know, on the shield. It's cool, though. It is cool. The wings with the, like, uh, red, white, and blue on it and everything. I don't like the goggles. I, I I almost want him to have that. You know, that whole aesthetic going, and then maybe, like, the cowl still, mm. you know, have the headpiece still. 
But I have a feeling they're probably just going to do the color scheme, you know, and the shield. Yeah. It's going to be awesome, though, action-wise, to see him flying around with that fucking shield. Because that's the one thing that they, like, did a great job in the book was, like, showing all the fucking badass things he can do with that shield with the wings and everything. So, um, but yeah, no. I, th- this is six This is six episodes. Yes. So I, I'm, I'm curious to see what story they go with and everything like that, you know. Do you think this is going to tie into the Black Widow movie? Um, Do you think or Black Widow will tie into this? I feel like maybe they'll mention things that happen from it. Could this be possibly the Falcon Winter Soldier searching for Black for Widow? Black Widow. Maybe they get a clue that she might still be alive. I don't know. I don't know if I want them to focus too much on that. I feel like, especially with six episodes. Don't you think they could really, like, if they're going on that mission or everything like that, they could still kind of, like, develop the relationship and then, like, you know. Yes, anything's possible. I But what well, what what story do you want them to tell? I don't I just want them to tell, you know, Falcon coming into, like, becoming Captain America and dealing with Zemo more than... Because what's Zemo going to be doing while they're on a mission going up against... Well, if Zemo's tied into her, you know, like her, her actions. Story. Yeah. Somehow. I guess. I mean, I'm going to be down to watch it either way. Mm. <laughs> I just don't want Widow to be dead. Yeah. <laughs> She's it's not probably dead. It's probably too soon to bring her back, but <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like they're smarter than that. You know, she's such a great character. Mm. Um, she's died so many times in the books at this point. It's insane. So... I don't know. And they could explore the whole, like, you know, are you ready, you know, for this responsibility, you know, on the mission. So, um, you know, I feel like there's a way, you know, to have our cake do they have a reason? Too. I guess they, they would give you a reason, but do they have a reason to really go after her at this point? To go after Widow? Yeah. To see that she's still alive? Well, they well, don't know. I mean, from... There'd have to be a clue. They would have to start yeah. off the, the season, obviously, with some kind of clue that she might be alive. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could do what the... I, I believe what Marvel's been doing in the comics, you know, or they were doing, where uh, I think Winter Soldier does go searching for her after the events of Secret Empire mm-hmm. because there's all of a sudden all these assassinations that kind of follow her, like, you know, style. So, um, but it ends up being uh, Alana, mm-hmm. being the other Black Widow. I, I could see them possibly. It feels like Faki is smart enough where he's going to make all these series really fucking matter yeah. and tie them. But I feel like it. her return is going to be like in an Avengers film or yes. something like that. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Where it's going to be super cinematic, but you know, I could see this kind of almost like laying those like tracks almost. You know, so we shall see. I, but I'm also surprised that uh, Sam is like you know taking up the shield here in the series. Because I almost felt like that would happen in a movie. Well, they're probably going to... Well, okay. I think they'll definitely pick it up in the the series by the end. Yes. But they'll definitely, like, do a small reintroduction in a film. Do you think? Yeah. Okay. Because I feel... uh, I don't know. What film would you use? I would probably do that in Avengers, especially with the lineup we're seeing. Yeah. It just feels like the Avengers Like, he brings the people to come... Come together maybe in phase five, but I feel like phase five is going to be more like what here to backpedal a little bit. What I do like about what we're seeing from phase four in general is like, hey, these are all of our new projects, you mm-hmm. know, and then the ones that they have you know slated for phase five is kind of like, all right, we're we're resting on our sequels for the next one. So they're kind of like this is definitely 
the starting point rather than like, oh, we're going straight into sequels. We know what you guys love and everything already. But they're sprinkling in yes. all the familiar faces using the Disney Plus shows. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that is smart, you know, and I like how they're using it to like intertwine the stories and everything. Um, so, which we'll actually get into with the next uh, movie up. Yes. So, um, but yeah, no, I, man such a crazy world <laughs> that we live in that we're getting these like Disney Plus shows and we're finally getting what we wanted with like the Netflix shows where mm-hmm. they're like directly tying into the movies um, so the first like new movie you know new cast of characters that we're getting is The Eternals uh, yes. November 6, 2020 um, and it's directed by Chloe Zaho I'm destroying her name um, yeah I they showed the cast and everything. We didn't get really tons of news, you know, out of this panel um, when they had them up there, just kind of introducing everyone. Um, but yeah, no, it, it looks like it's going to be an awesome movie. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I'm always a little, I don't know. I'm gun shy <laughs> with the Eternals. I'm not a huge fan. You know, but I've, I've got to trust Foggy that he's got a good story to tell. I feel like immoral characters are always kind of iffy. Yes. You know? They're not relatable. You know, and that's my issue. That, that's been my issue always with Thor. And it wasn't until like Ragnarok where they made him more relatable mm-hmm. that I started to enjoy that character. So I, I totally understand what you're saying. So. I was surprised that Angelina Jolie wasn't going to be the leader of the team. Mm-hmm. They yeah. It went with someone else. Like, um, I mean, I'm, the cast is awesome. We have Angelina Jolie. We have Richard Madden. If you don't remember, he's Rob Stark. Mm-hmm. Uh, Al Nanjani, who just starred with uh, Batista in uh, Stubber, uh, yeah, Stuber, Stuber. Yes. Stuber. <laughs> I love him; he's hilarious. Uh-huh. Um, Salma Hayek, which will be Ajak, the leader of the team. Um, Brian Tyree Henry, which I love him; he's in uh, Child's Play, and um, he did the show Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that he's getting tons of work lately. Um, we have Dung Siok Ma. I, I feel like I'm, was, I hope saying that right. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Pronouncing it right, but he was in a... Uh, God, what's it called? Trains of Busan. Mm-hmm. Fantastic character actor. He's great in the movie. That's a fantastic movie. See that movie if you haven't seen it. Great zombie. Probably the best zombie movie out in the last like 10 years. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely check that out. But anyway, he's fantastic in the film, so I was happy to see him. He's yes. part of the cast. Uh, Liam McHugh and Lauren Ridolph, which I don't know too much about these two characters, but... Yeah, and, like, I don't know much about, like, Eternals lore, but I feel like there's some main players missing here, so I feel like there's still some big, like, casting announcements to be made. So, like I said, there wasn't much that we got out of this panel, just kind of, like, you know, the cast showing up and saying hi to everyone. I am worried that it is a big, like, team to start Mm -hmm. off with, you know? Yeah, yeah, it, it is quite a task to like you know to cater to that many different characters mm-hmm. but i'm sure they're just going to focus on like a core group and everyone else is going to be kind of more support they'll probably be like your main three and then the rest yes yeah yes so um all right so let's move on what did we get next christian you like podcasts i love them i love podcasts have you heard of this new podcoin app No, I haven't heard of it. It's available for iPhones and Androids right now. It actually pays you to listen to podcasts. Really? Yes, yes. You get digital currency for listening to your favorite podcasts. But what could I even use digital currency on? Gift cards, um, Amazon, Starbucks. 
I believe they even have targets. Um, you can also use that digital currency to donate to your favorite charity if you want. Wow. If really? you're actually a good person, unlike yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to really look into this. I listen to a lot of podcasts, damn it. Me like, too. Daily. And I mean, you might as well get paid for it, right? Exactly. Uh, and right now, if you go ahead and use the promo code NerdShow, you get started off with 300 coins. That's a good deal. Right? Doesn't get any better than that. So I would stop doing what you're doing right now. Well, wait till the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> and go download PodCoin. All right. The pod player that pays. Well, our next new property is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yes, and we actually got our Shang-Chi. He's going to be played by Simu Liu, I believe is how it's pronounced. Uh, we also have Aquafina in this. Yes. And I, I don't think they announced the role. And then we got the Mandarin, uh, Tony Chu Waleng. Christian, can you back me up here? I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that's correct. <laughs> We are worse than. I'm sure he's not listening. No, (laughs) we're horrible at these names. I think it's awesome that we're getting the Mandarin proper. (laughs) Yes, yes, and it was rumored. So um, they're going to be going full Mandarin here. Uh, We're going to be getting the whole story. Um, I don't know if they're going to be switching roles around. Um, Now I don't know if they're switching out um, Fu Manchu for the Mandarin. Um, Fu Manchu is Shang-Chi's father in the comics. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they decided to go with the Mandarin since he's more well-known, I believe, nowadays, I feel like, you know, as a villain. Um, you know, he's been teased throughout the MCU, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, other than that, they, they didn't really give us any other, like, you know, tidbits about the movie itself. So, but, you know, I'm excited to see what they have in store mm-hmm. for us. I want to see what the, like, actual action is going to be like. You know, I want it to feel like an old, like, kung fu movie. Like, I want them to go full-blown <laughs> kung fu, like, you know. You want to go old school, huh? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, you know, uh, every Sunday we would have, like, a, it was like a kung fu block on one, like, Channel 50 mm-hmm. here in Chicago. So I want something like that. <laughs> Just, like, 70s-style fucking badass kung fu movies, so... Um, I think that would be fun if it felt kind of groundhousey, but they're not going to do that. So. Yeah, it'll still be very stylized. <laughs> yes, <too>. yes. yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. But I hope they learn their lesson from fucking Iron Fist, you know, and they get people who can actually, you know, you know, act the part. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Um, what else do we have, Christian? Uh, we have another series with going with Loki coming in spring of 2021. To Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will take place after the events of Endgame. So last we saw Loki was during Endgame. He escaped after the events of the first Avengers movie, mm-hmm. um, the Battle of New York. So he kind of just, you know, grabs the space stone and runs. So this is called caused like an alternative like uh, timeline. So it seems like hijinks is going to ensue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's interesting because we're dealing with a Loki that, you know, as a character, you know, he hasn't dealt with everything that's happened in, like, Ragnarok, you know, or, you know, Infinity War and everything like that. So this is still more of that villainous Loki. Or even, like, Thor uh, Dark World, yeah, right? Yeah, he hasn't... There's no... 
Did Dark World Family. take place? Yeah, Dark World took place. That's right after Avengers. Right after the Avengers. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no. So it's a very different character, you know, that we ended up with. But you you so. hope that he runs in or at least sees parts of his timeline. I think so. You know? I think so. You know, but it, it'll be it'll be fun to see like you know that version of the mm-hmm. character again on screen, kind of interacting. It be because, kind of like our what if for live action. Yes, yes, and I'm wondering once again if all this shit's tying together because right after that we're getting WandaVision. Mm-hmm. How I have no idea. All that they kept on hinting at during this panel was how insane it was going to be. Um, it's like nothing that anyone has ever seen before from the MCU. Um, we've heard hints that it's going to be like um, stylized, like a 50s sitcom. So <laughs> I have no clue where they're going with this. I don't know how Vision's still alive. Um, maybe but he's not. Maybe he's not. But the huge reveal we got from this was that Monica Rambeau is going to be part of this series. Um, you know, the little girl that we saw from, you know, Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. all grown up, is going to be part of, you know, WandaVision. So I thought that was an in- interesting way to, like, introduce that character. I don't know how she's going to fit in. Um, but I'm glad she's getting introduced. Yes. You know, I just assumed it was going to be in a Captain Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting that they went this way, but I, just, I have no idea how they're going to use her. In Not this. a fucking clue. <laughs> not a clue it's a i mean she's fantastic as a comic book character you know i'm glad that she's going to you know have a part in the mcu um she's super powerful so i know if we're gonna have her with powers in this yeah i was gonna ask do you think they go like full on we just have her with the abilities already or are we just just unexplained i don't know that is curious i don't know because i mean i felt like that would be something that would get explored in captain marvel mm-hmm. too so We'll see. And maybe Captain Marvel has a part in this movie, some, or in the show, somehow. I got no clue, man. I don't have any answers. Well, so. another one of the things that was brought up was that this ties in directly into Doctor Strange's Yes, and that was announced next. next um, coming May 7th, 2021, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And this is going to be a straight-up mm-hmm. horror movie, they're saying. This is going to be MCU's first horror movie and we heard rumors that nightmare um could be uh the main villain in mm-hmm. this um the great mc uh the great marvel character so and this is going to be directed by scott dickerson so um and this is also going to star elizabeth olsen as yes. scarlet witch so um this is going to spin out of events from uh wandavision now because it's spinning out of events of wandavision do you think Monica Rambeau could be from another multiverse or another universe? Maybe. And maybe maybe Loki's attached to it, too, mm-hmm. since he is kind of starting everything off with this, you know, alternative timeline shit. You know, maybe something he does, you know, fractures the timeline even further. Is that asking too much of the audience? Maybe. <laughs> like, you better have Disney Plus or you're going to have no idea what the hell's going on. So, I don't know, man. I mean... I, as a comic book fan, I love it, but mm-hmm. we're used to that type of storytelling. Um, a modern audience, you know, just a movie going audience, I don't know. That's a lot. But I'm mm-hmm. sure they'll have a way to kind of nutshell it for everyone where, you know, people can get caught up quickly. So, um, but yeah, man, I, I'm excited, though, by the announcement. Um, you know, what does that mean? Like, what's the multiverse of madness? <laughs> 
Um, and the fact that they're actually saying, no, this is going to fall in the genre of, you know, a horror movie. That's that's pretty awesome. That's not the, something I expected, you know, this soon from Marvel. Like no, but I'm happy that they're willing to do that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it shows you that they've got all the confidence in the world right now. <laughs> God bless them for they it. They've got all the money to do whatever they want. Yes. And then uh, <laughs> right after this series, we are going to be getting a What If uh, animated show, uh, summer of 2021. Yes. So this is, like I said, I feel like this is all tied together. You know, because what, all What If is is just kind of like exploring alternative timelines. So, and they um, announced that many of the actors are going to come back and reprise their roles, mm. you know, just in, like, obviously in voiceover work for these characters. So, um, yeah, man. And I love the What If series. You know, it's very much like a Twilight Zone for, you know, Marvel Comics. And I feel like it could play that way, you know, here for the MCU. And since it's animated, there's there's so many different avenues yes. they can go down and sh- you know you know explore. It's the fun of animation. Yes, absolutely. Hopefully, it's just animated well. So Marvel's history with animation is always a little shaky. So all right, man, I'm already exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> but they just kept on going with it. Uh, we had uh, next up uh, coming in the fall of 2021. Uh, we have Hawkeye. And they basically told us straight up that we are going to be getting Kate Bishop. This whole series is going to be based uh, around yeah. Hawkeye <laughs> training a young Kate Bishop, you know, to take over the mantle. And is that opening the door to all the young Avengers? Hopefully. We've <laughs> seen that uh, Casey Lang, Ant-Man's daughter, is all grown up. She's stature in, for the uh, young Avengers. Um, so, I mean, we've already kind of introduced one character from the young Avengers. You know, in the MCU, so and they're going here's the second, so maybe we are going to be getting a Young Avengers movie. You know, we've heard rumors that there might be a script out there. There's also rumors of a Dark Avengers script, you mm-hmm. know, roaming around. So I don't know, man. It seems like <laughs> at this point anything's possible. Mm-hmm. You know, with this slate, the fact that we're getting an Eternals movie, I mean, yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't put it past them at this point. Yeah, man. I really thought... It's so funny. Like, before we go on, like, I was thinking to myself, it's like, man, you know, after Endgame, it's going to feel like, you know, like, just like a... Like, you're going to have, like, an MCU hangover because there's really just not that much, you know, on the docket for the next couple of years. And then they go to fucking, you know, Hall H and they make all these announcements and it feels like it's like every other month there's something mm-hmm. you know with all these series and everything which is just so fucking smart on their part you know why not you know delve into tv you know and that storytelling format it works so well for what they're doing in comic books so that they can tell these side stories and tie it all together which they love to do mm-hmm. you know which I, without having a giant you know um, movie budget well, and I'm anything, sure each one of these like shows are going to have an mm. insane budget, but it's going to be nothing say, than like with anything. To, like, uh, Endgame or Netflix anything. was like a test to see if this kind of stuff can work. Yeah, yeah. Maybe world. they're like, okay, now it works, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Experiment over. Sorry, Daredevil, <laughs> bastards. Um, but who knows? I mean, maybe that maybe that's a, on the horizon too. Mm. So. But yeah, so I love the whole concept of Kate Bishop being in, you know, the MCU. And I feel like this is a perfect way to kind of like pass that torch between the two characters and everything like that. And that series is fantastic. 
So if you haven't read that Hawkeye series, definitely pick it up. You know, before you see this, so mm-hmm. um, they have not announced uh, who is going to be playing Kate Bishop at this point, as far as I know. So, uh, that's going to be huge news. Um, and speaking of huge news, this is probably the most exciting <laughs> announcement. Um, we got the announcement of Thor's next movie. Uh, it's not called Thor Four. Thank God, because that was <laughs> going to be so hard to continue to say. Uh, it's going to be coming out November 5th, 2021, and it's called Love and Thunder. The most hard rock album sounding <laughs> <laughs> title for a movie ever. Um, and it's going to be, obviously, the sequel to Ragnarok and next chapter to the Thor saga. Yes. Uh, Taika Waititi, of course, is back on. Um, Chris Hemworth, Tessa Thompson, of course, back on to see them Going back at the fight, see where Tessa Thompson's character is now, Valkyrie. Now yeah, she's, now she's the king the, of the, or queen of the... Well, she calls herself the king, goddamn yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> and she said she's looking for a queen, mm-hmm. so... Um, but then we got the huge announcement yes. that we are going to have a new Thor, and it's going to be none other than Natalie Portman. Yes. She looked like she was a little nervous on stage, but <laughs> overall... She looked intimidating, yeah. actually. <laughs> She dealt with Star Wars fans. She shouldn't sure. be intimidated, you know. Uh, but yeah, no, she she is going to be the next Thor. Um, they're following the popular Mighty Thor uh, mm-hmm. backstory, so um, I think that's awesome. We kind of talked about it last uh, episode, you know, possibly being a storyline that they dive into. We were right, so you should be listening to this story show <laughs> every week. God damn it! Um, but well, it sounds yeah. like Taika was reading Mighty Thor while he was working on Ragnarok. So oh, really? Was, yeah. Oh, okay. so a lot of it was inspired through wow. that character. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It's a great story. I want to see if they really like, you know, how far they go with that story and everything mm-hmm. like that. You know, do they have her dealing with cancer, you know, which is what's going on with Jane Foster, you know, when we meet up with her and, you know, Mighty Thor, you know, do they tell that story? Because that theme wise feels so different than what we got with Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how does she become, you know, worthy and, you know, it, does that mean Thor is unworthy? Because we were kind of speculating last episode, maybe now Thor is unworthy after everything that he's gone through. Um, although we didn't see that in Endgame. Yeah. But, um, so, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot to dive into, you know, but I'm I'm on board, man. I mean, I think, overall, like, what would you say is your most, like, the movie or series that you're most excited for? Oh, out of everything that we got? Yeah. I, it's definitely going to end up being Love and Thunder. Yeah. Even though I wasn't a huge Ragnarok fan, I'm so excited. So I was see curious to see if you're on board for, <laughs> for Love and Thunder. I'm so excited to see what they'll do with even the font they use and everything. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure I own this album as a kid. <laughs> well, it reminded me a lot of He-Man, and it was by Dokken. Uh, <laughs> yes, it does have a, a He-Man like feel. So, um, but yeah, no, man. It, it, I am so on board for this movie. Yeah. So yeah, for me, it's definitely Thor, um, but a close second with Doctor Strange. And I wasn't a huge fan of the first movie. Mm-hmm. I loved him, though, in Infinity War and Endgame. Um, well, actually, I just recently rewatched um, the first Doctor Strange. Movie. Oh, did you? And I feel like it holds up way better than I thought it did. Is it because you have the support now of yes. Infinity War? Mm-hmm. Okay. And just the visuals, especially after watching um, Spider-Man Far From Home, the visuals in Doctor Strange are still fucking fantastic. 
the the visuals are fantastic. Mm-hmm. That that's one thing that was a huge selling point for me. Just you know, with the trailers and everything. Like, I don't like know why that. I felt like I would dislike it watching it the second time. But really, was, did was, you like it the first time? I did like it the first time. Okay, but I felt like maybe just I don't know. I felt like it was a, a more of a B film when I came out of it the first time. This time I'm like, this feels like it just fits a lower better. tier like Marvel yes. movie. Yeah, I, I I felt that way. I just first it it felt strangely like small scope wise to me um so i i definitely need to go rewatch it mm. because now that i've kind of like fallen for that character in like you know infinity war and everything like that just his banter with like tony mm. back and forth his accent doesn't bother me anymore none of that because <laughs> he's putting accent. on an american accent yeah, yeah. and like and it I feels only... strained yes <laughs> yes i agree <laughs> I definitely agree. And they could have just made him British. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that says that comic book character couldn't be British. No. You know? He could just been a transplant. It would have been okay. <clears throat> but yeah, no. For me, it's definitely Thor, Love, and Thunder. Um, but Doctor Strange, just... You know, mm-hmm. The fact that it's going to be a horror, horror movie, movie, too. <laughs> you know, you could get Nightmare and possibly um, Matt Smith as, as, Nightmare? as yeah. Nightmare. Which they did not... I was, I was thinking they might announce it there. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing that's probably, you know, just a rumor at this point. And they haven't at least closed on a deal. But, you know, here's to hoping. Because that, that feels like perfect casting. But, I mean, I mean, it gets even more exciting when you try to, like, add in Wanda. And you add in Loki, possibly. Do you think Wanda's the villain? Um, Do you think Wanda's... Because we've seen her have breakdowns, yes. you know, in the comics. I, my feeling is that, I mean, she's definitely the cause of everything. You know, is she, like you know, cracking reality. Mm-hmm. And we haven't really explored like how powerful she is in the MCU, but she, I definitely feel like she's had an upgrade, yes. you know, after Infinity War and everything like that. Thank God. Too. Where she just feels like a, such a threat to, mm-hmm. to Thanos. Like she shows up, you know, and she almost beat him. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how they explain her powers mm. too. If they do dive into that. So, but well, yeah. Yes. Well, after the slate was all done and said, Kevin Feige also announced a couple things where he was saying, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is on its way and Black Panther 2 is on its way. Captain Marvel is on its way. He did a little hint for Fantastic Four. Yes, casually mentioning <laughs> fucking Fantastic Four and those mutants. Yes. Um, how insane was that? Do you it think was, like, it was really like... Hmm, do you think it was interesting that he didn't say X-Men? He said mutants just in general? I think it was just him being nonchalant. I wouldn't read too much into that unless they're going to like debut you i'm know, reading into everything now. so yes well you probably should <laughs> but I'm, I'm guessing the only thing i could think of if the reasoning for just say mutants is maybe they plan on debuting some of those characters in other movies mm-hmm. like as an introduction to them you know before they get a full-on movie you know i feel like that's definitely a phase five thing with mm-hmm. fantastic four and the x-men um, where I could see Guardians and Black Panther, you know, getting shoehorned somewhere in there, you know, for Phase Four. So, um, but yeah, I was happy that he at least, you know, made mention of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because people went fucking ballistic. You know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, but then after all that, they go ahead and you know they introduce Mahershala Ali. Um, which, you know, it seemed like even the people on stage were kind of confused <laughs> by, um, the crowd, you know, popped. I'm like... That guy from Luke King? Yeah! Copperhead? <laughs> is he dead? <laughs> 
Uh, but apparently those movies are, or those shows aren't in canon anymore, which, you know, slow tear. But they went ahead and, you know, I guess he had a hat with them. They did the whole, like, fucking, you know, uh, college recruit thing where they had him put on the fucking hat. And you couldn't really make it out, like, yes, on the screen. The, the I was like, Jesus was Christ, weird. Zoom! And the logo's a little weird, right? Um, but luckily you caught it on the big screen because they went lights out and Blade appeared on the big screen. And people lost their shit, collectively. Mm. And I was one of them. <laughs> so, um... Because we've heard rumors over the last, like, six months, them possibly doing a Blade, you know, movie, series, something. that We heard, like, possibly Wesley Snipes might be coming back. You know, it was going to... fuck that. Yeah. No, I'm, <laughs> you know what? And I, I... He was very classy, though, the way he dealt with everything mm. like that and giving him his blessing and, you know, saying, hey, man, it's cool. Don't worry about it. I mean, he's dealt with another Blade, too. They did the series, um... I think it was on Spike for a short period of time. Oh, they yeah. had uh, what's his name from Onyx. Yeah, that was a weird <laughs> right. Do you remember this? It, yes. it lasted like a season, maybe. Mm-hmm. So it, it did have its fans, though. It did have its fans, but um, yeah, no, huge fucking news, huge news. He's such a great actor too. I'm yes. glad because I felt like even his character in Luke Cage. Got cut off way too quickly. Yes, and that was everyone's biggest gripe. Mm-hmm. You know, because he was such a fantastic character. He was fucking killing it. Um, but, I mean, he's gone on. He's Did he win an Oscar? Yeah. He won an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, you know, been nominated for other things. He was a true detective this year. Um, what broke my heart was uh, on Twitter, the uh, director, or creator of True Detective, uh, reached out to him, like, congratulating him, but then, like, you know, saying he was disappointed because he's hoping to do... Uh, that Moon Knight property with him. So um, I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't know if <laughs> there was something in the works or it's something that he pitched. Um, but yes and yes, please give me that. Obviously, you're not going to be able to have, you know, Ali in that role. But, you know, I want some Moon Knight. So, mm-hmm. you know, TV series, movie, whatever you can give us. If you're going to do like a horror movie with Doctor Strange, you know, you could definitely do one with, you know, Moon Knight. So, um, well, yeah. would you prefer movie or series? I don't know, man. Um, Moon Knight is such a complicated character. I feel like he would need a series treatment. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if Marvel's willing to go as dark as they would have to with Moon Knight. So I'm not, you know, I feel like it's going to be something down the line. When I mean, they're obviously feeling super ballsy nowadays if they're doing a a Blade Mm -hmm. film. But, you know, Moon Knight's a different you know, ball of wax altogether. So, um, you know, maybe if they like establish like a Marvel Knights line or something like that on the TV side, you know, maybe uh, like a Hulu show or something like that, that would be a great character to like, you know, flagship it. So, but it's such a complicated character where I, I would, it would be difficult to introduce him in a film, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, there's always a way. They've surprised me in the past, you know? I mean, so. They're going to be introducing vampires into the MCU. I, but I'm just talking about the character's okay. backstory and everything like that, you know, and how insane mm. he is. Um, you know, I mean, he's literally, you know, schizophrenic, so he's got multiple, like, personalities. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think it'd be more of a fun character to, like, dive mm. into in a series where you can really, like, explore each character and everything like that. 
But, you know, who knows? They'll surprise us, I'm sure. You know, but if you can get the creator of True Detective, like, you know, on board for that, yes, sign him up. So do you think they're going to insert Black Panther 2 and Captain Marvel 2, you know, and Guardians somewhere in Phase 4? Or do you think they're going to hold them back? I think they're going to be, if anything, maybe at the end of the phase. Okay. But I could still see them going into Phase 5. Because I was doing my research, Mm -hmm. you know, I was trying to figure out, like, how long these phases usually are. Um, You know, especially, like, you know, film count-wise. Seemed like the first two phases were about like six films each, mm-hmm. but then the last phase didn't play by those rules at all, and it was like almost like twelve films. <laughs> so you know, I, I'm curious because then you also have to figure there's a Spider-Man sequel. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no way Sony's going to be like pumping the brakes on that just because of you know Kevin Feige and his plans. Yeah. So um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I, if it does happen, maybe it's like the next, you know, part of the phase or something like that. I don't feel like it's going to be, you know, obviously 2021 is way too soon since I don't think any of those movies are actually in pre-production at this point. I know they're working on them, but, you know, it's not like they're like scouting locations or anything. No. So, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. It, it's it's going to be crazy, though. It's going to be crazy couple, like, three or four <laughs> years. Because we still... And people were upset they didn't get an Avengers announcement. I was like, really? You're going to get an Avengers <laughs> announcement at some point? When it's ready as well. We, we've had... Yeah. Like, come on now. Let's not get greedy. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get there, you know? So, I don't... But do you think it's going to actually happen at the end of this phase? Or do you think they're going to wait to phase five? I, I can wait till phase five. I'm okay with that, too. But mm-hmm. if people were rather annoyed like they i don't i don't know what the fuck they're expecting like some of these people are acting like acting like they wanted a fucking trailer you know <laughs> it's like okay we're just getting too greedy as a society phase book ending with an avengers film yeah you know and i guess that's true technically right even though spider-man was like the end of this phase officially mm-hmm. you know it's usually everything's kind of you know focused around the avengers films so, but this is a different, you know, version of the MCU, you know, which, hey man, that's awesome. They make their own rules. Damn straight. <laughs> All right, so let's move on, Christian. Uh, let's do our second part of our Stranger Things yes. review of season three. So uh, we reviewed the first four episodes last episode, um, and we're going to be doing the last four how perfect is that? I love eight episode series. Give me more of that, please. So <laughs> nice and easy. Yes, yes. But I mean, if, you, if that's all the story you have, mm-hmm. good. <laughs> you know, don't just blow to season to blow to season. You know. Well, I mean, because to you get into fill, it. Yeah. They, I mean, they handled so many different character arcs in eight episodes, and it just melded perfectly. Yes. Yes. Um, in the long run, I know I kind of complained about the pacing mm. last. You know episode with the first four you know um but i thought in the long run i thought it worked out fine you know um the last four episodes were just fucking gangbusters mm-hmm. you know it was non-stop action so i i was really pleased with the way the series ended you know i love that we got to really like you know be reintroduced to all the characters where they're at in those first four you know you know shows and then all of a sudden we're you know going at things at light speed but we still have all those character dynamics going on you know in the background um 
you know, so and we got to see like growth with the characters and everything like that. Um, you know, everyone was in like a relationship, like turmoil. That was the theme, mm -hmm. you know, this season definitely was just this, <laughs> no one was getting along with anyone it seemed like. Um, but then at the end, of course, you know, they all came back together, you know, and fought the mind flayer. Um, you know, it was well done. I felt like the comedy all landed and everything like that. Um, you know, everything with the amazing story singing, you know, in the middle of, you know, <laughs> season finale. <laughs> the never ending story. Yeah, oh, the never ending story. And I actually saw the movie in the theater. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I thought that was great. That has been stuck in my head since I've watched yes. it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but that was great, you know, because at first I was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, this is, this is phenomenal is what it is. <laughs> what did you think? Um, that mo especially that moment, though, in general. I love watching the reactions of each character. Yeah, I love Murray in this season in general. Um, I felt like when, when we first were reintroduced to him, I was like, oh, is it going to be too much of the same from last season? But they hit all the right beats of what made him enjoyable in the second season without you know overbearing or anything like that yes yes and i love the journeys we went mm -hmm. on with all, you know all the separate groups of characters and even though they did that whole trope that you get so much with like ensemble like series um i was i was okay with that you mm -hmm. know we, we definitely got all separated like you know always it feels like the walking dead is the king of this you know we're like in the middle of the season all of our favorite characters are apart and then you know we're kind of like building to this crescendo where they all meet up you know the last couple you know episodes but i was okay with it i felt like it worked and it actually felt organic mm -hmm. um so i was fine because they do they meet up and then they all like depart like. in their exact groups yes too, which i thought was <laughs> <laughs> which I was fine. Which I was fine. With. It, was, it was okay. So um, I love, you know, just the whole like, I don't know the the aspect of you know the mind flare and like how it you know came to be and you know how it was taking over the town and everything. I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the effects were great. I mean, it's such it's just such great storytelling that you know even like some of the more cheesy aspects of it. In the times where I did feel like they were kind of leaning into the nostalgia a little too much, it still was acceptable, where I was okay. It was forgivable, you know? There was like a scene where, you know, she, like they start arguing about um, New Coke. Coke. Yeah, New Coke. I was right. literally thinking about that yes. when you brought this Yes, right. yes. <laughs> Which was a little too much, you know, and then she even like digs up the, you know, New Coke can, you know. But it all felt organic at mm. least. So I was okay with it, you know. It, it worked in the long run. Um, I wasn't ready for how dark the last episode was going to be, though. You know, we actually had the characters experience some loss, yes. which I was glad that they did because I feel like if they went through all the different scenarios that they've gone through in the last, you know, three seasons, and they haven't like suffered any kind of casualties, then it's just you're going to start feeling safe as a viewer. So I felt like there had to be some kind of significant, like, loss. Mm -hmm. So, and, like, spoilers, obviously, yes. you know, if you're listening. Um, but we lose Hopper. Hopper. Sheriff Hopper at the end. Um, we also lost uh, Billy. Um, yes. You know, which I, th you know, for the huge bastard that he was, I thought that was really well done. And mm -hmm. they made that, you know, effective 
you know, like it, it worked, you know, we got to like really experience that loss through Max, you know, and I thought that was well done because if you told me like at the beginning of the season that Billy was going to die, I'd be like, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> Well, at least they, you know, you know did he suffer? Good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> at least we got to see why he was an asshole. You know? Yes, I like that. They went mm-hmm. ahead and they did that whole, like, where she's, uh, Eleven's, like, you know, discovering his backstory through his, like, mindscape and everything like that. You know, and you're seeing, you know, this kid who's, like, you know, dealt with this horrible, abusive relationship with his father and who's, you know... Never really got over, you know, his parents' divorce, and you know, so you kind of actually started to feel, you know, for this character. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, in those final moments where he does basically sacrifice himself for everyone, you know, was huge, you know. Um, and but he also played a really terrifying, you know, monster in this too. Um, you know, when he is, you know, possessed by the mind flayer, I thought that was really effective. Um, so I don't know, man. I. I think overall I enjoyed this probably more than season two. Yes. We didn't have that, mm-hmm. you know, weird, you know, subplot with, you know, Eleven's, you know, family and everything going on in the background. I don't mind that because it's kind of world building in a way where... I was okay without it. <laughs> I didn't need that. Like that whole, like, you know, rogue, you know, group that she mm-hmm. was hanging out with on the streets of... Was it Chicago that they were in? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, they're in Chicago. And came down yes, well. yeah. No, I, I'm I'm good with that. Because <laughs> I was worried that it was going to focus too much on that, and they just kind of dropped it. They're like, no, we're not even going to touch on it. Um, so, but yeah, no, I thought the last episode was really, really touching and it left you like wanting more and everything mm-hmm. like that. And just the heartbreak of, you know, them, you know, um, Joyce, you know, moving the family and everything like that, where I was like, this fucking bitch, what the hell is she doing? These kids need each other. <laughs> what are you doing? She'd be insane not to move. Yes, why the hell would you live there anymore? <laughs> After Bob and then Harp, Harp Hopper, uh-huh. you know, it's just... Yeah, get the fuck out. Yeah, get my kid out of here. <laughs> These horrible things keep on revolving around him and everything. Uh-huh. I was surprised that Will wasn't more integral to, you know, everything that was going on. You know, he was just kind of like the warning alarm yeah. for the group. So, because I His thought character he, was, a, I feel like, was the weakest out of all of them. Where they season. could have done more and everything. I did like, in the first four episodes, um, I did like he, I did like that he was having a hard time with where, like, all his friends were. You know, how they all kind of were starting to, like, splinter off and everything like that. And he still wanted to be, you know, those kids in the basement playing, mm-hmm. like, D&D. You know, I, I did enjoy that. Because, obviously, you know, you know, going through the trauma that he's gone through and everything, you know, he would still crave that, you know, that comfort of his friends and everything. And seeing them grow up so fast and everything, but, you know, not willing to accept it. I feel like, you know... At that age, in a group of friends, you always have that one friend, mm-hmm. you know, who's like that, um, you know, just like slower than the rest, a little more immature than everyone, you know, and it would make perfect sense for Will to be that kid. So I, I did dig that, you know, um, I, I felt like it worked for the character and everything. Um, so I, I didn't hate the Russians, you know, they're a little too cartoony at times. 
but the the storytelling always mm. just pulls it all together. It fits. I mean, this... Okay, so the Scooby gang, you know, these <laughs> kids have like a fucking body count at this point. Right? Like, they're just fucking... I mean, it's crazy. Like, you know, Hopper's just fucking mowing down fucking Russians and shit. You know, Eleven, I feel like... I, I don't know what her body count is up to, but she... She fucking lets loose a few times, you know, mm. definitely, you know, takes out some people. Um, and then uh, Dustin with the fucking taser in, in the Russian laboratory. I was like, did he just fucking kill that doctor? Because <laughs> it even seems like he hesitates uh-huh. for a beat. Like, oh, shit, did I just fucking kill that guy? You know, I was like, okay, well, it, 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 it's supposed Fight to be flight, man. you know. <laughs> so, but, yeah, no, I, Overall, though, I, I definitely love this season. So No, absolutely. Um, I'm kind of curious. What were your thoughts with Hopper's um, He's death? not dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's absolutely not dead. So all these articles that, you know, have been floating are like, he's not dead. Uh-huh. Give me a break. Because even they, they do the little stinger at the end where, you know, they're in Russia, some kind of laboratory, and they're like going to grab prisoners and then uh one of the guards says no not the american and we never saw hopper actually you know disintegrate Mm -hmm. you know in the laboratory so um but yeah so he's definitely not dead and i'm sure you know 11 right now is depowered like i'm sure it's going to skip a year or two and all of a sudden her powers are going to come back and she's going to realize that hopper's still alive um i just hope it's not a case of you know, we're trying to get all these characters back together again. Mm. Like we kind of did with this season. You know, like I was okay with it this season, but I don't need it like two seasons in a row. You know, because we're kind of all over the place right now with Joyce moving the family and everything. I was I was happy to see her take Eleven in. You know, I thought that was a nice touch. Um, The letter was really touching too at the end. I thought that was mm-hmm. a great, you know, moment and everything. Um, But... Yeah, I, I, I just don't want to go through another season where well, I we're feel all like... separated. Maybe for the first couple of episodes, I'm mm. okay with. But you know, yeah. if we're only doing eight, you know, episode <laughs> seasons. <laughs> I mean, the show has centered around like different holidays, and they already mentioned like Thanksgiving is when they're supposed to go visit each other. The first season, what holiday was it? Um, was Christmas. it Christmas? Yeah. Oh shit! It was Christmas, and then we had Halloween. Mm-hmm. We had Fourth of July. And they did mention, you're right, they mentioned Thanksgiving. So do you think then if they come back for a fifth season, it's Christmas again? Um, maybe. I mean, that would be a good way to bookend it if that's what they're ending with. Yeah. Just start over. Yeah, just start over again. Mm. So that's, yeah, that's I didn't even put that together, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is Christmas, right? Mm. Is it? It's right before Christmas? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I was kind of hoping that Hopper jumped into the Upside Down, and that's where he was going to be, but then mm. we did get the stinger at the end. Yes. As soon as they said the American, I was like, oh, well, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> He's still alive. Uh-huh. So, um, it'd be interesting, too, for Eleven as a character, you know, to, you know, just be normal for a while, mm-hmm. see if they explore that, um, or do you think they open up with her just, like, getting her powers back? No. Like, maybe... You see her practicing, but not like full powered whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I th- I totally forgot like how much she isn't educated at all. 
Like, yeah. At the beginning of the season, I was like, oh, yeah, she doesn't, she hasn't done any, like, normal teenage stuff at this point. Yeah. Or preteen stuff, you know? Yeah, she's practically, like, raised by wolves. Mm-hmm. She was just a lab rat for most <laughs> of her life, so... Yeah, she does come off that way, and I, I forgot that too. I forgot the moment. There's some moment where she oh, you know, like on a, with they go you, oh, you know, like on a roller coaster when you you know you drop, mm. and she's like no, <laughs> <laughs> um, but a great performance, you know, mm. by her. So um, what's the actor? Um, Millie Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby Brown. Um, I don't know how I could forget Bobby Brown. <laughs> so God, and she's like what, like thirteen or something mm. ridiculous like that? Jesus Christ, these kids are scary. So. <laughs> You know, and it wasn't too awkward, too. Like, I've, I've been mm. worried about, like, the kids aging and everything like that. But I feel like it's been played well, you know. So yeah, it feels like we're growing with them. Yes. Know? Yes. So, um, but yeah, no. Great. Another great season. Um, if you had to rate this season out of um, five stars. I think I would have given it a 4.5. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm going to go 4.5, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think the only, like I said, I, the first four episodes were a little slow, um, but otherwise I'd probably give it a five. But yeah, I I love the body horror and everything that mm-hmm. they did. You know, I mean, it just God, I was thought, really uh, well done. I thought Eleven was going to die, actually. Oh, really? Yes, when she got bitten and the episode being called The Bite and, you know, the themes of zombies and everything, I was like, oh, this is going to lead to the end of, like, of the show in general oh really what? you thought the show might actually end yes wow no <laughs> but i mean maybe i felt safe just because i heard people talking mm. about the possibility of the fourth season being the last there was that big rumor going around yes. which i hope is not the case um it, it sounds like they're on board for five seasons yeah but they could have pulled a walking dead just you know they, hey there there's gonna be another season but this but is that the that's end. in the comics that's not that's <laughs> I know. tv but I think the only reason I felt Eleven was safe is just because, you know, we technically thought she was dead in the first mm. season, at the end of the first season. So. That fucking visual of him sticking his hand in her leg and you see him warming yes. around. Yes. I was like, oh. Oh, we're hardcore now. <laughs> I love it. Give me more. <laughs> but, and they drew so much inspiration yes. for the thing. I mean, they fucking made a couple nods to it. Mm. So, I, I love that, man. That's great. You could tell that the directors are fans, you know. The Duffer brothers, you know. I mean, and I think they're directing all the episodes, mm-hmm. too. Not only do they write the show, they direct, you know, every episode. That's insane. So, you know, hats off to them. Yeah. Uh, that's going to do it for Stranger Things. Season three. Season three. In the books. No, it's good. Because we're getting a match next week. Wait, are you saying next week we have a women's tag team title match? <laughs> yep. And if we win, we deserve a tag team title match. Damon hates wrestling! Alright, before we go, some quick wrestling notes. Um, We had uh, the G1, we had, what, three nights take place? Yes. Uh, So what's the scorecard looking (laughs) like, Christian? Uh, Well, for the scorecard, after, this is the second week, right? Yes. It feels like it's already been like two a month. months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for the A block, we have Kenta with eight points. We have Okada with eight points. So both of them still with perfect records. And they're on a crash course. I think yes. they meet like this week. I yeah. think they're going to have them. Jesus Christ. This weekend. Um, we have Lance Archer with four points. We have Evil with four points. Uh, Tanahashi's got four and so does Ibushi. Uh, you know, people were sleeping on Lance Archer and he's still, you know, fighting strong. They love to book 
like big men strong, mm-hmm. you know, New Japan. So, and they're really behind him right now. So, I mean, good for him. Yes. He's a hell of a worker. Uh, Bad Luck Fale and Sonata have two points. So does Will Ospreay. And then Zack Sabre Jr. still zero. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Well, he's um, having incredible matches, but they're just not turning his. And that's probably his storyline <laughs> right now. Uh, check out Moxley and Ishii. I have not watched much of the G One mm-hmm. this week, unfortunately, but I did catch that match. Amazing. So that's my recommendation. Well, speaking of Moxley on the B Block, he is at eight points. He is the only one on B Block with a perfect score. Wow, and he's going to be. He's facing off with uh, Naito? Naito this weekend, yes. All right, and Naito, he needs to play catch-up at this mm-hmm. point, right? What is Where is he at? Uh, Naito has four, so he has two, two, yeah. All right, all right. I could see Moxley losing here. I can mm-hmm. see this being his first loss, you know, in the beginning of That's what Naito's I was thinking. rise to the top, as I <laughs> predicted. <laughs> I'm still holding out. <laughs> well, surprisingly enough, below him is Juice Robinson with six points. Okay. Uh, and then we have Ishii, Yano, Takagi, uh, and Naito, and Tachi, all with four points. See, I could see them booking Juice Strong because then you have an opponent for Moxley at um, Wrestle Kingdom. You know, and maybe you do like a U.S. title match, you know, between those two. So it definitely feels like they're trying to put over, you know, Juice this year. Do you have Juice go over Moxley at some point? or did Yeah, we... and then that way he mm-hmm. can, you know, get a, a shot at the title and everything since they don't do traditional like, yeah. matches and everything. So I could definitely see that. Um, but yeah, man, Okada versus uh, Kenta. That's going to be fucking off the chain. I can't wait to see that. And they're booking Kenta so well right mm-hmm. now. All right, uh, what do we have with the Fed, man? WWE. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Uh, we've got, right, do you catch the Raw reunion? Uh, I, I caught bits and pieces. I caught Seth Rollins looking very confused. Oh. <laughs> What's going on? Well, supposedly he wasn't supposed to be in that segment. It was supposed to actually ah. was written for Ricochet. So, but Ricochet okay. is injured. I'm not sure why he couldn't at least be in that, because it's not like much mm. wrestling happened. But yeah, Ricochet was originally supposed to be in that segment, which would have made a lot more sense. Uh, Styles and the gang, um, the original Bullet Club, are going by OC, which is just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um, you know, obviously the writers did not watch TV in the no. mid-2000s, but whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and what else? It was just nostalgia bullshit, man. You know, I mean, just, it was so, like, cram-packed with fucking cameos and everything. Mm-hmm. They just forgot about SummerSlam. Like, they didn't advertise anything for SummerSlam. No. The only thing that they used the um, Legends to get over was uh, Bray Wyatt's, you know, new persona. You know, uh, that was the only segment that I thought worked, really. Where they kind of helped out, like, you know, the new generation, which I was kind of, I was... I was speculating last week. I was like, well, maybe they'll do something since they have all these eyes, mm-hmm. you know, on the product. And they did a great rating, you know, it was over like a three or something like that, which is huge for them. I don't understand uh, why people still tune in. Though. <laughs> for the, like the I do. Reunions and stuff I'm like an that. idiot, though. I like to suffer. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? A lot of the rating, the biggest spike in the ratings was for uh, the teenage demographic. Which was interesting because I thought more like it'd be more like nostalgia for like, you know, people my age, you know, and they're like, you know, late 30s, early 40s, you know, tuning in to see all their favorites from the Attitude Era. But no, it was actually a lot of teenagers tuning in, which I thought was interesting. Hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I thought they were going to do something, you know, get all these eyes, you know, on the product, do some big angle for, you know, 
your your actual current roster, you know, to get people hooked for SummerSlam. But no, we didn't bother. They barely mentioned fucking SummerSlam. Now, SmackDown, on the other hand, was great. It was actually a really well-done show, um, well-thought-out, well-paced. Um, not tons of wrestling, but what we did get, you know, got me excited for SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. So it seems like we're going to get a match with uh, Charlotte and Trish Stratus. Um, we got almost, I don't want to say it was a heel turn, but we saw more of an edge for Ember Moon. Um, just a, you know, a different layer for that character. Um, you know, it, it's just a well done show. We got a great segment between Dolph Ziggler and fucking HBK, which is weird to even say. Um, cause usually I'd be like, why is Dolph even in the ring with, you know, Shawn Michaels, Mm. you know? Um, but yeah, we had another Miss TV think segment. He, you know, follow the restraining order at this point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he is a little obsessed. <laughs> but it was a really nicely done segment. Um, the one thing I will say is just any time that you know this current roster shares the ring with you know the Attitude Era guys, they're always so outshined. Mm-hmm. And all for me it does was is like you know reminisce about what superstars really like looked like and seemed like not looked like but like sounded like because mm-hmm. I mean it just feels like no one can cut a fucking promo anymore. You know, and even like a a fucking, you know, crazy rambly stone cold steals the fucking show, you know, at the Raw reunion, you know, and he was just off. You know, I don't know what the hell he was off the reservation. I don't know what the hell he was talking about half the time, but his charisma just comes through the fucking screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I and I don't know where they're going with Ziggler and Michaels, if that's going to end up being a match. Um, people are saying no. I hope it's not just a situation where we're going to like throw Michaels as like a special guest referee for like, you know. Dolphin Miz or something ridiculous like that because that would just be a total. But I could totally assume doing that. I think Sean, as a competitor, um, would like a do over for the Saudi show. Mm-hmm. So um, there, when DX and AJ and Gang were out there, there was a little like you know I don't know like back and forth between him and AJ when they were leaving the ring and they had Sean like hanging over the ropes, kind of getting in AJ's face. So I thought that was a little interesting just because of the rumor that we heard like the last couple of years of them having like a match or something like that. Um, Cause if Sean wants to get a do over, you know, why not work, you know, the caliber wrestler like AJ Styles, you know, or Dolph Ziggler. So, um, you or know. Gargano. <laughs> well, that'd be Just fantastic too. Yeah. That'd be—I don't know how we'd get there. But <laughs> <laughs> he's very close to him, yes. So, um, otherwise, man. Oh, we got huge AEW news. Yes, uh, it's going to be October second, Wednesday. Wednesday yes. yes, the first we- week of SmackDown is on Fox. Of course. Um, now there is a rumor going around, and this is a rumor. It's not a news item. That Daniel Bryan's announcement is going to be him going to 205 Live. Um, but another layer to it, because I heard that first, but then I heard another rumor saying that not only is this going to go to 205 Live, but they're going to be doing some kind of like mixed show between 205 Live and NXT. Yeah. So you would have Daniel Bryan on NXT and 205 Live where you'd be mixing those rosters. And, of course, we heard that they could possibly be moving to... Well, they're already on Wednesday nights, but they'd be getting, like, an actual, like, network show 
um, with Fox, like on one of their channels. So it'll be direct competition for AEW. There's room. There's a rumor rolling around that no matter what day AEW picked, they were going to put um, NXT to compete with it. Like counter counter programming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, as a total Vince like move. So um, and they. NXT is a great vehicle to do that, mm-hmm. you know, because it has such a hardcore now, like fan following. Daniel Bryan being on two hundred five live does that have you? Does that make you tune in? Maybe, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure they would still put him on SmackDown to put over, you know, two hundred five live, and you know, make you want to watch it to see what's going on. But then if you're doing like a show where it's like two hundred five live and like nxt which i was you know i think i before i was saying like why don't you have those guys say stop putting them on raw and smackdown showcase them on nxt you know which they've kind of done in the past but you know make them part of that brand mm-hmm. you know um i don't know man i don't know i just hope that it doesn't get too crowded over there you know and people don't start losing spots and everything so that that's my only concern with that that would be a shame i, I think it's um I, I think it's interesting that you know they're rolling out. Maybe they want you know people getting onto the network more, especially when they're rolling out all these changes. They're finally making it look fucking better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are um, and easier and more accessible for controllers. Yeah, I haven't checked out um, my page recently to see if they've updated it yet. Um, they said it's any day. So okay, okay. So I have not checked it out yet to see if it's actually updated. So it's supposed to be like much more accessible for like searching and stuff mm-hmm. you know um which it was always a problem you know with the network and everything but then they're also going to be moving to tiers soon um where they're going to do like a f- i guess they're going to do like a free tier where you get like access to like you know cern shows to just get like a taste um and then they're going to do like the 9.99 tier and then they're going to do a higher tier where i don't know what that's going to give you access um, too. I don't know if there's if it be doesn't more give program. you the weekly shows, then I don't see the point. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, <laughs> if you have the nine ninety nine tier and like they're all of a sudden stripping you of things, is that really going to want you to pay? Mm-hmm. Like, get you to pay more? Like, they have to give you something even, you know, more tantalizing to get me on board for that, you know, fourteen ninety nine tier. And that's just rumored right now is what it would be. So. Um, hmm. You know, it's a big jump, a five dollar jump like that. So, but I mean, that's another sign of why they might put bigger stars on two hundred five and NXT. Yeah, to get you interested. Yeah, in on this. you know, especially if they don't get that Fox, you know, show, mm-hmm. it it would make sense. So I, I mean, you know, when they do original programming, they do their little like twenty four, you know, seven programs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Those are so well done. They do great little documentaries. I wish they would do more of. I wish they were like an ongoing series where they followed multiple wrestlers around and everything. Because those are, I mean, those are the best things on the network. So, um, you know, and then I wish they too, they do the Beyond the Ring shit where they have a lot of the older like DVDs and stuff like that, mm. which would feature little documentaries. But they need to update it and put more of the class because there's definitely stuff missing from the, from that collection. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. Wrestling wise, I think that's it, man. Yeah. Yeah, so, and that's okay. I'm okay with that. <laughs> After last week, I'm okay with yes. that. So, but SummerSlam's right around the corner, so we'll get busy again. All right, well, that does it for the show then. That does it for this week, man. Before we go, uh, make sure you go ahead and check out DCP Network. Yes, that's where you can find us and plenty of great podcasts 
definitely go over there and check them out. DCP Network, DramaCityProductions.com. That's right. And uh, you can also check us out on all your favorite podcast platforms. And like I said at the top of the show, make sure you go ahead, subscribe, rate, and review. Yes. Um, there's also a podcast platform we want you to check out, and that would be PodCoin. That's right. PodCoin. Uh, it's the app that actually pays you to listen. So they pay you digital currency every time you listen. Um, and you can take those uh, coins. I think that's what they call my coins, right? I've got a lot right now sitting there <laughs> in my bank. So, um, And you can get awesome like gift cards from Amazon, Target. Or if you're a good person, you can go ahead and give it to charity, which is really cool that they have that as an option. So go ahead and download that app and you know start listening. And when you join up with that app, make sure that you use promo code NerdShow. You'll get yourself 300 coins right off the bat. All right, man. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> I also found out another thing. If you enjoy us so much, share us on that app with other people, and you'll get another like couple coins for it. Oh, really? Yes. I did not know that. <laughs> I recently discovered it. Oh, wow, that's cool. Share away, people. Yes. Tell a friend about exactly. the nerd show, damn it. <laughs> uh, another way to support the show is you can go ahead and buy some awesome fucking nerd swag. Yes. Buy our merch, goddammit. Uh, we've got stuff on ProWrestlingTees.com. Uh, you can go ahead and get yourself a logo shirt or go ahead and head over to Tee Public. We also have um, many shirts out there. Yes. So uh, so go ahead and get your nerd swag on and uh, help support the show. Spread yes. the word. <laughs> uh, right now you're listening to DJ Greg Brebner. He's the badass DJ that we have playing at the ep- end of every episode. So definitely check it out. That's right. And you can download his music on SoundCloud and you can check him out on Instagram. Yes. Uh, and at the top of the show, playing our intro, was Them Guilty Aces. They're a local uh, Chicago rockabilly band. Um, go ahead and they've got tons of music on iTunes, a bunch of great videos on YouTube. And then if you live in the area, go ahead and check out a show they pretty much play every weekend. Well, hopefully you enjoyed what happened on this episode. Next week we're going to be talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's a movie that I'm definitely interested in. Yes, yes. Um, definitely on the top of my list of must-sees for this year. Um, and then we will get back to our regular format. So we'll be reviewing comics again, talking a lot more about wrestling, yes. and who the hell knows what else. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, well, my name's Christian. And my name's David. And that's The Amazing Nerd Show. Turn around. Look at what you see. In her face The mirror of your dreams Make believe I'm everywhere Give it name the light Written on the pages is The answer to a never-ending story